Hello, I'm Hannah Jenna. And I'm Rachel Johnson, and welcome to Before and After, a body image podcast. We are here to discuss our ideas, perceptions, and beliefs about how we look and how we see others. We'll be looking at research and trends in the world of fitness and nutrition, as well as looking at our own biases related to body image and busting some persistent myths that abound in advertising and on social media. We hope to reach and captivate audiences of all ages and gender. So please help us out by subscribing and sharing. And if you like what you hear, we would very much appreciate you leaving us a review. Happy listening. Hello, everybody. We're back with episode 36 and a very special and important guest for us, Rebecca Shingledecker. Welcome back to the show. Hi, ladies. <laughs> it has been exactly 10 episodes. I just I just looked through our Instagram feed and it's been 10 episodes, so episode 26. Rebecca first came on the show and told us about her incredible journey to the CrossFit Games in the adaptive athlete um division neuromuscular and of her journey with traumatic brain injuries and you know just it kind of blew our minds about you know how resilient you are and how you just keep coming back and I think at the time please correct me if I'm wrong that you were also getting ready to take part in the wheel wad games because we were getting excited about oh that's right that was coming up after yeah coming to be like, yep. like seeing if we could watch you figuring out how we could watch you and since then, I mean, like this title is kind of apt, like before and after, and we usually kind of reference that in terms of just body image, but like, I feel like before and after, given your story in the last few months, this is a pretty like appropriate title because, you know, that was before, now we're after, and you've been through, well, had one hell of a ride and had some pretty mind-blowing experiences since then, life has thrown you many curveballs, but um, you are here. More lemons. And yet again, you are showing... <laughs> more lemons. Exactly. More lemons. All lemons all over the place. Um, but you're here, and you're chatting with us, and just showing us again just how resilient you are. Um, so let's just kick off from where we left off. You were gonna, you were getting ready to go to the Wheel World Games, and, and then life started just like lemons, raining lemons. What happened? Yeah. So like, I don't know the time frame, but like, I probably within a week or two after I talked to y'all, um, I had an MRI on my shoulder and cause I'd been having, you know, aches and pains, but I'm at that point I was 45, you know, we, and <laughs> we've, all, we've all got the aches and pains that we uh, right? can't explain. Right, and... <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, discovered that lo and behold I had a rotator cuff tear and so um I had all the smart people in my life uh said that because I was my goal was going to be to uh my ultimate goal was going to be for the open to just crush the 2022 open that I should probably not do the um wheel games and um because at any point they said that you know i could be on the pull-up bar and it could completely rip and because at that point there was no surgery i wasn't rec surgery wasn't recommended i was having physical therapy and such like that and and um you know or they said i could have a barbell over my head and you know drop it on my head or whatever you know <laughs> and you're like been and, there done that uh, yeah, I, was, I have the t-shirt, you know, um, but so 
reluctantly I listened and um, but we did my husband and I did end up going to North Carolina to the wheelbot games and it just you ever been around a group of people that you never knew but they automatically felt like family and mm-hmm. like these are yeah. your people and and I just we just fell in love and he he stepped right in and was a judge for the the uh, my adoptive family and and just of course the whole time I was there I was totally jealous and and you know because I'm a competitor and and so but <laughs> was there a I lot of there. people at the World World Games that you had competed against at the CrossFit Games? Um, one Shannon Shannon Ogar I, yeah and and she in my division in my the mm-hmm. women's division of course in the other divisions there were multiple but um but yeah so she yeah because the other um some of the other people uh women were uh, either you know one of them had been sick and then the other it's just it took a, the games took a big toll on neuro athletes mm-hmm. men and women alike and and so um but yeah I was getting world-class therapy because my, my sports psychologist happens to be married to a physical therapist and so he, who works with professional athletes and so he he was just trying so hard to get me back and you know and, and hit my goals and and then uh and then then December happened but um the the two days after Christmas my husband uh, the 27th my fit and healthy 49 year old CrossFit husband he um we had just finished a wad and and he was fine and he went and sat down and um, our our granddaughter a year and a half or she just turned a year at that point um granddaughter was there in her stroller watching us and he just sat down to to um play with her and then just went unconscious and and died on the gym floor um they uh brought him back to to well they brought it they got his heart to start beating again but um, I never talked to him again, but, um, he spent 12 days in the ICU and, and he, he died. So uh, January 7th. So it's been just over four months, but, um, <laughs> and then after that, <laughs> uh, as if that wasn't bad enough, I think, well, oh, after, uh, 22.2. So on 22.2, and then when, that Wednesday before 22.3, I was, uh, I stood up. I had been having nerve or like, I, I literally, literally had a pain in my butt. And I just thought like, <laughs> it was just something, I don't, I don't know. I was getting the same physical therapist was helping me. And um, I was actually at his house having therapy. And then I stood up and all hell broke loose. And I just had the worst pain I've ever had in my entire life. And um, and that, uh, like I've had two babies and it's nothing has touched and brain surgery, nothing has touched wow. that. And, and wow. I, I yeah. guess that some people say it's sciatic type pain. I don't know. All I know is, is I ended up going to the ER twice that day. And then once the next day or no, two days later, cause I just couldn't, I couldn't take it. And they ended up doing an MRI and said, I not only had, one bulging, I had um, S1, oh, L4, L5 was bulging, and then L5, S1 was horribly herniated. 
And so I was like, well, that, that explains it. So the, the next Monday, I think was my, I went back to my brain surgeon and he said, yep, you're going to have to have surgery. And so I had it two days later and he, yeah, they confirmed that it was a bad herniation. So, uh, but yeah, so that was eight weeks ago. I had surgery eight weeks ago yesterday. Um, and so that was March of 2018. I mean, I'm sorry. Oh my God. So almost exactly um, four years after brain surgery, I had uh, back surgery by the same oh, doctor. My goodness. So <laughs> yeah. we go from wheeled walk games. Well, you had to pull out of that, which was, was that huh? like November time? November. November. Mm-hmm. So we had to pull out of that. You guys still went. Your husband was there, became a judge. You were still looking forward to the open. Had your, you know, well, let me ask you that later. Then you have this tragic incident in the gym, which is like mm-hmm. absolutely mind blowing. And especially like just trying to think, and I don't want to harp on this too long because it's obviously a very painful thing for you, but like your gym is like the happy place, mm-hmm. right? The place that you go absolutely. to just feel good. And then, and are you still going to the same gym? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I was, I, we were there. Uh, well, that's kind of a part of the story too. We stayed the night there, cause that's like literally less than a mile. We can see the hospital mm-hmm. from the gym. And so we had to stay the night. It, yeah. It's a long story, but we had to stay the night there, um, two days later just to stay close to the hospital. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. The only thing keeping me there is, is my back or from there. I mean, so you have this tragic incident, you lose your husband, who was apparently totally fit and healthy, and yep. you still go back to do the CrossFit Open. Yep. So yep. had your I shoulder and, and, healed up by then? Your shoulder was feeling uh, better? No, it's still, it's still torn, but it's still, it's, it's very functional and it's still be, I, I still, with my back therapy, therapy, I still do, um, you know, some therapy for it, but yeah, it's, it's doing well and I would be able to compete, but I, I was actually, uh, in, I think, I can't remember, but I was, I was for sure in, in, um, the top 15 or, or I can't remember exactly what, but I was doing very well in, and I even, I had, so they made me, cause I couldn't feel my foot. And so I was totally going to do the, 20, uh, the last one, but my <laughs> profession, they were all forbid me to do in it. And I mean, I could have, I'm a grown woman, but, but they, you know, I had envisions of, uh, falling off or trying to get off the pull-up bar and not, you know, like breaking my leg. Right. Jumping because, when you can't feel your foot definitely sounds ill-advised. Right. But... Cause I'd already fallen, um, like in the living room here so before the back, I had surgery. So that, so it was after 22.2? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you started uh-huh. the... and actually the day, the, the Friday of 22.3, when I would have done that, I fell in my living room. And so, because I, I, I mean, I didn't hurt myself any further, but it, it was like, whoa, I, something is really going bad, worse, fast. You know what I mean? Because I couldn't feel my foot. And so that's kind of important. And so kind of they, yeah. a little bit, yeah. but I want to <laughs> ask you, was there ever a moment like, I mean, it must be just like the grief and the overwhelm with everything going on. Like when was the first open workout? Was it in February? Last week of February, I think. Yeah, was I think there, it was like not even a month after. Was there ever a moment where you were like, 
ah, oh, screw, screw the CrossFit Open. Like, I just don't have it in me to do that. Or were you just like, you know, determined to keep, you know, that you were going to be there to do the CrossFit Open? And like, and what part of you thinking about, like, you know, if your husband's looking down on you, was that a factor in like him, you know, imagining him looking down on you and cheering you on? Like, just trying to like imagine the mindset that it takes to go through that experience and then be like, I'm still going to show up and do this. Yeah. Well, and so we've, I don't know if I'd mentioned the last one, but we've been together since I was 15 years old and he was 18. So we had, we were just shy of our 30th wedding anniversary and 31st year together. So uh, when this happened, so we knew each other really well. And he had, he had wrapped his life around, I mean, like our lives around me being able to train full time. And so he'd be highly pissed if I, if I didn't try. And, uh, you know, we knew like I didn't, wasn't winning, but I mean, I would totally was in a, in a semifinal qualifying spot. And so we knew that, that my hundred percent, that's what my sports psychologist kept trying to over and over reiterate to me because I'm a competitor at heart. I have been since I was born. And so that my hundred percent then wasn't my hundred percent you know, not having a bomb just went off in my life. And so, so I knew I was going to go there and give it everything that I had. And and I did very, I think I exceeded everyone's expectations, of course, because that's my goal in life. But um, You're succeeding at that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. And so I, no, I, for, I didn't, I didn't ever not want to go to the gym. I didn't ever, um, well, let me back up and so we're honest, I, I'm honest about it for other grievers that might, I, there are times I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to breathe. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to go to the gym, but of anything that I wanted to do, I wanted to do that most of anything. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to do anything, but if I had to do something, I wanted to go to the gym. And so, um, because that, those are my people. And, um, and so, yeah. And like, as weird as it sounds that we had made, um, we, you know how, when you, um, when you have a terrible workout and you just lay on the floor and you're like, I just want to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we would yes. say when we work out together, especially on Saturdays, it, they, those were awful days and, and awful good, of course. Uh, but he would sometimes, he would say that, I think I remember him saying that I just want to die or whatever. And I'm like, well, this is a great place to die. <laughs> and that oh was like, that, wow. like, obviously I wasn't like meaning that literally, but, but I'm like, well, <laughs> so yeah, anyhow. Uh, so like, did you yeah, feel so like when you were doing the, going through the open workouts in that same gym, did you feel as if like he was there watching you? I felt his, his spirit, you know, he's, he's with me always and always will be uh, no matter what happens in the rest of my life. So um, yeah, I totally like, I got this tattoo. I've also gotten a lot of tattoos since we've I've, been, I've been watching that. the tattoo journeys on uh, Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I sometimes don't put them all because I have people that like to, to, you know, express their displeasure with it but 
So I've gotten some more that I really haven't put on Facebook, but uh, so I, I got this one too. Uh, I wish I you could saw that one. Yeah, she's got a anyhow, I got tattoo. That's I that's got the, the heart, yeah, on the heart monitor. Yeah, and so I would my my sports psychologist is really big on having um, like keywords or thoughts or whatever, like in a rough time in a wad to remind myself of you know and mm-hmm. and. And that was just like one of those um, one of those things that the fight on fighter was just one of the mantras kind of, and, and that reminded me of him. And and um, I have this video actually. I wish you could. This is sometimes where I wish there was it was a video. Right, if we could, had a video, I we always wish that on. So who is right. this that you're showing us? Big red teddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is my daughter made this for our our anniversary, the April 11th, and. I have this um, audio of him. So when I had to relearn to walk uh, in the hospital, there basically the the nurse was one nurse was following behind me because they assumed I would need to sit down and rest because it was a long ways to walk because everybody else that's apparently needed to they need to rest and but I always looked at it like a CrossFit kind of thing and so hell no I'm not going to stop and so AMRAP distance in the ICU (laughs) right so the 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 nurse in the video you can hear the nurse telling the other nurse saying you can take this back and and Roger said you got this and and I took that out uh I like captured that little bit out and then my daughter ended up um making it into a a -A build-a-bear but um can you hear that? Oh wow! Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So like now, so I, it's his I, voice. I'm like, uh, I have that's amazing. It is, and so anyhow, I say that all to say that um, I have things like that that I can remind. I was reminding myself, like him saying, "You got this," and just he wasn't a super romantic or super uh, his his love language wasn't words of affirmation. So so things like that was. Um, really important that I had captured. Well, I'm so happy that you have that. That's really cool. And hopefully that bear will be able to come with you when you get to compete again. And just before you go on the competition floor, you can press its paw and use that. Oh, yeah. Great idea. If we come and support you, then we can all like have big cardboard cutouts showing you the bear. Absolutely. So I want to ask, like when you, you've done two of the open workouts, you're doing really good, you know, you're sort of, fighting against all of the crap that could have easily stopped you in your tracks. And then you can't feel your foot and you feel like bad things are going to happen with your body right now. Like how, how does that make you feel? Do you, do you feel just like, okay, here's another lemon. I'm going to make some freaking lemonade. Or are you just like, what the heck? Leave me alone. (laughs) Well, maybe a small combination of both, but, but most of all, it was just like, the worst thing that could possibly ever happen to me has happened. So this is like, I already knew that I had an amazing team behind me that was going to my therapist, physical therapist and all the, my coach, Johnny and, and my, uh, his, uh, my therapist's wife, Robin, um, which is my sports psychologist, you know, all these people are in my gym family. They're all supporting me. And so I knew I, I would be able to, 
um, or at least I thought I would be able to come back and I, I would fight, I'd fight for sure. That's, um, that's a given. Um, I should say before I forget that I still ended up with only doing two of the workouts. I still ended up in the top, uh, like 10% or something like, so you, I wow. think I ended up in 30th place or something. So you still, so do I, you, did that qualify you for quarterfinals? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. You had to get in the 20th, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be ready for quarterfinals. I wouldn't semifinals anyhow, but right. which is because they start in June. I can't, I'm not able to, I haven't even done a clean in, in months, but um, yeah. So, but that's kind of, that was kind of a testament to, um, and I should say I was 30 something. So, so people don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but um, yeah, but it's a testament to my training and just um, I think probably my stubbornness, but stubbornness <laughs> helps. Testament stubbornness to stubbornness definitely helps. Yep. yep. Yeah. That, that third yeah. workout, you know, I could have skipped it too. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Anything with rust is I'm happy to skip. So like, how did you feel about going into surgery four years after like the first major surgery, but without like your number one guy, like who is, who is your support team who were there like around you while you're in the hospital, when you come out of the hospital, was your, is your CrossFit community a part of that like rehabilitation, rehabilitation process? Well, uh, so I, I, I don't know if it's ironic, but the, it's the same doctor the same hospital, the, the, you know, like, cause I went back to the surgical hospital, um, and, um, it felt kind of like deja vu, except for with, like you said, without my husband and, um, which is huge. And so, um, I had to, for, that was the first time I'd been faced with the emergency contact, uh, situation, which I'm right. I'm stubborn and I, that I, I don't, a lot of things don't bother me. Like they bother some, but that, that gets me because I've had the same emergency contact since 1992. And mm-hmm. so, and you know, and so I, anyhow, Hillary, my, my sweet nurse practitioner friend, Hillary, that I actually met through the gym, but she, she doesn't go to my gym anymore, but she, um, she, had taken me to um, the hospital one of the times, but she also sat there for my surgery. And so it, yeah, cause I had, they made me have someone and they, they wouldn't let me drive of course, but um, yeah, it was, it was hard to like, it was kind of hard to find someone sometimes and, and just all the things that um, they could make me feel sorry for myself, but um, yeah, I don't know how to process that a little bit, but. So when you're sitting in the hospital bed post-surgery, hopefully some of the sciatic pain of all of it's gone. Is there any, at any point, did you ever think, all right, this is silly. I'm done with this fitnessing stuff. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to take it easy, you know, just quit that. Did that ever cross your mind? Nope. Not yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I did. Uh, no, it, I mean, in that situation, like I'd had brain surgery and I had to relearn to walk in that. So I, I came back from that. And, and um, so physically, 
um, I feel like I've come back from worse, but really it's, it's actually slower process than the coming back from the brain surgery. But, um, but no, no, for, in fact, like I've had to, my therapists and stuff have, have had to, uh, try to hold me back. Like they just, they just have to constantly say, nope, nope, you're not doing that. Nope, not now. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) So what does the recovery process look like? I mean, eight weeks out, your therapist has been kind of like holding you back. Like how long do you see it until you're able to kind of go full send, get back right into it? Oh, that's going to be a a minute, but, um, but uh, the, the cool part is, is my, um, my neurosurgeon didn't have a, they don't have a protocol for people like me because they told me when I went in for my two week um, post-surgery checkup that their only protocols for this type of surgery are for 250 pound, uh, you know, overweight people and that are, aren't athletic and stuff. And so, so, you know, because, you know, my, my physical therapist was highly involved and, and I already had one coming into it. Who, who, he, and actually, he's so awesome. He came to one of my, well, the, my very first doctor's appointment when I, when they told me I needed surgery, he came to that. And so they, um, but so anyhow, he, they let me start back at therapy at two weeks. And whereas most people, are only starting right now in where I am. And I've already, I actually got a bench press uh, inadvertently. I got a PR (laughs) last week. Oh, I love accidental post-op PRs. Right. Yes. But I feel like we hear this story so many times, like people who, you know, I I hear associated with CrossFit because my, I follow CrossFit, but I'm sure it's the same for anybody who strength trains and takes care of themselves that like people recover from insane things like mm-hmm. so much faster or pro- protect like people have broken their necks who could very well be paralyzed but because their bodies are so strong they've been able to support themselves and it turned into just like something that could be fixed and healed before ever I... getting to the stage of being paralyzed and it's just like time and time again I'm just reminded that like even as I age, whatever gap comes in the way, like injuries I'll navigate around, it's so important to keep doing this stuff and to like keep mm. being strong and working on it and, and not using age as an excuse or whatever because you need that strength and, and like you mm. are also living proof. I mean, you, you're doing things in two weeks that doctors would usually recommend for people who are eight weeks post-op. Right, 100%. And, you know, I, I'm not like... No, don't get me wrong. I've not back squatted yet. I have started. He's, he's helping to teach me, um, like, he, um, he's being very nitpicky on the, my technique mm-hmm. for my deadlift and just trying to get back, take this opportunity to get back to the foundations. And actually he's working on some of trying to get some of the stuff from my brain um, that because I have right leg weakness still from my brain surgery. And, and so, and he just did a reassessment of me yesterday to help because uh, I have a, a follow-up appointment Monday with my neurosurgeon and in lo and behold, my right leg has actually gained strength in this process, which we didn't know ever if it would. And so, um, because before it was, um, allowing the left side to do everything. It was Mm -hmm. 
it was basically checking out and, and because of my brain. And so now it can't. And so it's got with the program a little bit, but um, so that, that bench press was, is a little bit different than, cause I haven't, I've, I think I've deadlifted 65 pounds, but. Um, Have you told your doctors but, you got a post-op PR? <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't been there yet. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I mean, I still have some, I do still have some um, periodic nerve pain. Actually, I did pistols uh, a couple weeks ago and that, that my nerve didn't like those whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. um, but the fact that I could even do um, scaled to a bench pistols, you know, that, I think that at that point it was six weeks after back surgery is, wow. and I'm 46. So age is not an excuse, but it is a consideration. Mm-hmm. And so, cause we're not 25 or healing from you know, surgery. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every surgery is worse the older you get for sure. I'm about to turn sure. 42 and I'm definitely starting to like just almost accept that, you know, things are a little different. <laughs> like when you get into your forties, it's are. like, you know, you can still keep going. You can still get strong. You can still get better. I keep believing that. But like the healing process, the recovery process, all of those things just take a little bit more work, a little bit more time. They do. And the and the the interesting part is is that like all of these things. So I have the the dilemma of I'm I'm you know like we just talked about stuff takes a little time. But I'm a I'm considered a young widow. So like all these the dichotomies of different things, but also it's very uncanny how the, the healing recovery from this grief process mirrors very, um, very much of the, the back healing because you, you, neither one of them, you can just, my, my tendency is to just plow through it and try and, you know, rip the bandaid off real quick and let's get done with this and let's just deal with it and move on with life. But that's not, that I was told very early when my husband died, like, you cannot do this. You can't do that because mm-hmm. grief is not something to hurry along. You have to sit with it and be patient with it and, and deal with the ups and downs. And, and, you know, one day you'll think you can conquer the world again. And then the next you feel like you're back in the hole of like, it just happened, you know, he just died or whatever. And the same way it goes with the back because, I can go, I, I went five weeks with no setbacks. And then after I did the pistols that I, I started having pain in my butt again, but it's, it's just part of the ups and downs. And so, you know, and you can't you make rush a good it. Point. It's like humans are hardwired to seek pleasure and avoid pain at all costs and learning to sit in either grief or or be patient with the recovery process, especially like I can totally relate to how you feel. Like I'm also somebody that is just like, you know, rip the damn bandaid off. Let's go. Let's yep. go. Let's just push 100%. on through, bulldoze through this mess, come out the other side and just go to work. Like that is how I literally deal with everything. I go to work and, yeah. and then like yeah. bury it. But there's certain things, grief or recovery from like something pretty damn major, like a her- severely herniated disc that, you just simply cannot, you cannot dictate to your body, like yeah. how long that's going to take, how long you have to sit in it. And like part of like, it, it's like the same process, process, any process of change is really uncomfortable, whether it's like change yeah. that wasn't expected or even good change. It's still like 
you're you're leaving something that you were comfortable with and you're going to somewhere that you're not sure about and mm -hmm. it's awkward but also within that there is and you know if you're willing to be open to it there's like an immense capacity for growth yeah and on the yeah, outside like on the other side of it I, I i don't think like something like the the grieving process i think it i don't ever imagine that it ever goes it just becomes right. easier to live with but there must be some kind of great fuel in there for you as a future like athlete and like human mm -hmm. being able to survive that and then come out on the other side and like i'm super curious to to see you from here on out like what happens where do you go what does your journey look like and and to kind of look to you as an inspiration for every time like I'm like, oh gosh, I, I feel down or I'm hurt or something to look to somebody like you and go, okay, I'm going to be fine. She's fine. Mm. She's killing it. I'm fine. Let's go. Mm. And like, it's just even so far hearing the bit of your story that we've heard so far. I don't know. I feel like I'm inspired. I'm just I like, mean, your oh. story is always incredible. It, it, and yes, like <laughs> the more incredible it's become in the last four or five months, I mean, is insane but I, I was actually curious I I know that you know one of the things I've always admired about you even before you were on the podcast you know I followed some of your journey on Facebook and you've always mm -hmm. used some of the the CrossFit masters groups and that kind of community yeah. um to really be vulnerable and I remember uh -huh. after so after Roger passed you were asking folks on there you know how do you train through grief did, did mm -hmm. you like what were the responses to that did you hear from other folks who have been through the same thing or mm, well uh, being a young widow is actually like because there's this is brings a whole nother it's a whole different thing to be still have half of your life conceivably i i'm midlife I, I would think so because i'm healthy but god only knows um <laughs> uh but no, I mean, I, I guess I heard from a few, but but um, basically, I kind of just did what I always do. I just, I I just, I don't know about sucking it up and buttercup. That's not exactly what I, I'm trying to say because that there's just no, there isn't any sucking it up. It's it's training with it. And basically, what I was, I was gonna say, I found this perfect uh, uh, meme of uh, what grief does because people think like in the one picture it's it shows that it shows a ball in, in a vase in the one it, it says that people think that the grief will will shrink over time but actually you grow around it hmm. and 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 to be honest that's what my back thing too that he wants because it's he said to the other day my therapist I'm in therapy five days a week. So I spend a whole lot of time with him. And, and I said, I thought for some reason, I thought it was like a broken leg. You know, you, your leg is healed. Well, once it's healed, it's fixed. Well, he said, no, you're still have a disc issue. They just took the pressure off your nerve. And so it's not healed it's the, 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 he's strengthening my core around it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it won't ever, the grief will never go away. He's always going to be a part of me. Even, 
if, you know, even if somewhere down the road, you know, I have another relationship, relationship, he's going to be in that relationship with me. And you know what I mean? And like, I had this tattoo on my side that has his birth date, his death date and our anniversary date. And I had some sweet old lady say at the gym the other day, she, or not CrossFit gym at the Y when I was swimming and she saw it and she's like, well, isn't some guy not going to want to marry you because they're like, <laughs> it shows you're still with another guy or something. I don't remember exactly how she said, but that's what I said. Well, he's going to, if, if I was to get married again, he's going to have to be a special guy because, you know, Roger will always, Roger's my husband. Mm-hmm. He, he'll always be a part of me. And so, so you can't just erase your right. history and I mean, start all over. <laughs> right. And, and I also, feel like anybody no. you'd meet at this time of life would ha- if they don't understand the fact that you have a history, you have a past, right. you have relationships and friendships right. and then then I, I they must have been living under a rock or something. Right. They're probably not yeah. the right person. <laughs> they wouldn't be the right person exactly. And I've had old ladies sure. say that, you know, be, just having the tattoo at all means someone might not want to marry you. <laughs> I've heard that That's a lot true. in my life too. <laughs> if they don't like tattoos, then I am not. Right, I'm you're, not the person not for them. Girl. Yeah, you're kind I of at you're like kind of at an age. We're all at an age where if somebody doesn't like something that we've done for ourselves, well, bye. Yeah, bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, want to ask and, you: Is there anything about like you how you've dealt with this process, like dealt with everything that life has thrown at you in the last six months? Is there anything that has surprised you? about your capacity to deal with it? Well, I don't know. I would be curious to to talk to some people that knew me um, when I was younger because um, my brain stuff has stolen most, a lot of my memories about life. Uh, It stole, I don't, you know, I don't even know how long I'll remember much about my husband, to be honest with you. And that's, that's heartbreaking, but that's another discussion. But I think that, um, I don't know if I should be surprised or what, but like my, when he, um, when he died, you know, I, that was, that was my worst nightmare ever come. I mean, ever like, and so I, the idea that I, I didn't get bitter because I I know that that's a, that's, um, that's an avenue. Some people do travel and then the whys and the, and just, and then the gym, like, you know, some people are like, well, I could never step foot in that gym again. And and just all of these things, like, I think this is where my faith comes in because that's, that is, that is the crux of, you know, what makes me me, but like, I, um, and, and I do sometimes feel there, there's a tendency sometimes if you see people, see couples, see whatever, like to think, why couldn't I have that? But then, then I do think like immediately I'm, I, I, something in me chooses to go, like I had a wonderful marriage. It was of course, not always perfect in 30 years for crying out loud. If anyone says that they had a perfect marriage, they're lying. But, uh, but yes. like he, <laughs> he, it ended the best it's ever been. Like it literally, he, this man, he, 
I mean, even the fact that we are, we're not really kid people, but our granddaughter had been living with us for the last six months. Well, she's still living with us, but the six months before he died, Mm -hmm. like they were best buddies and, and just so many things that have happened, had happened that, um, that it just were so beautiful and, and that I can look back and have gratitude about instead of being bitter and angry and because what it go, really at the end what good is that gonna do for me and I'm all about being practical <laughs> and like what practical is and stubborn gonna... that's it right <laughs> well that's that's true <laughs> but I also <laughs> believe that like your approach like being grateful and choosing to focus on like the the good things that you had, the amazing things, things that some people might never even have, even for like a moment in time, is also something that helps you to be able, in your own healing process, like in dealing with your back. Like if you are just just full of like rage and spite uh-huh. and just anger, that's also very hard, you, you know, raising your stress levels just kind of being in that fight or flight mode constantly it also means that it you're making it about as hard as you can to heal whereas if you choose to focus on things that promote like comfort and and just feeling joy then Mm. your whole like body chemistry is in a much better place to be able to heal just not just emotionally but like physically from like for example your back surgery Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I think that um, I don't know how well this would tie in, but like I think that people also in when I'm finding out when you're going through stuff like this, particularly in the very beginning stages, people take their cues off of you, and and like I totally make I was an EMT for 12 years. Roger and I were, and and so we have some real dark humor, and I'm sure I know he would approve of a lot of the the weird twisted jokes that people other people were like what she just say that um uh I actually when I went to the gym uh I think it was the first time I saw my coach uh he programmed those wads and 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 I was like Johnny your wads are killer and 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 he was like oh whoa did she just say that (laughs) well I guess we can laugh now boy yeah yeah (laughs) I think of another friend that actually the friend that took me to the hospital for my back surgery her husband had just turned 40 and and I think I don't know what it was exactly that we were talking about that but I was something about how uh 40 isn't bad but I think 50 sounds bad or I don't remember exactly what I said but I was like 50 is so bad that Roger uh, decided he didn't want to turn 50. And so he checked out at 49. And so, <laughs> but I was like, you know, people don't appreciate that. But but that's also what gets me through is like humor. I mean, mm-hmm. not like you don't have to be as sick as that. But like, honestly, uh, I don't think I don't think that's sick. I think no. it's like human nature. And honestly, like just hearing you say that kind of like if, if I was sort of around you at that time, I would personally be relieved just kind of hearing that. It's like, because yeah. like, I think you, what you said, like people take their cues from you is such an important thing to remember. Like if, you know, if you're just like 
cannot see any light then people around you are also going to be like kind of drawn into this like oh gosh doom and gloom darkness not sure uh awkward don't know what to do if you're able to focus on positives and like use humor then it it sort of it is really helpful to those around you to be able to go like okay cool and uh, yeah and i'm sure like using words like you know killer <laughs> in relation to wad is like oh every, every time i finish a workout now and i'm like oh my god i'm dying I, i'm gonna think of you're gonna roger think of roger chuckle like yeah it's like yeah Ro- roger thank you very much uh you're welcome I yeah because <laughs> it's true yeah. we joke about uh, like death a lot in gyms i feel like yeah That's but so, did I mean, you die you know, who programmed literally. the roger's workout so Roger, like for the listeners, like uh, Rebecca's husband, Roger, had a sort of hero workout written for him. Uh-huh. Um, Rachel oh, yes. and I well, we did, did it. Yeah. Um, we we suffered harder than we should because we were idiots in the night before we drank too much. Yeah. Would Roger um, be proud of us for doing it? But we woke up, <laughs> you know, honestly, and I'll say this for we never met him, but obviously we love you. And any other workout we may have woken up on a sunday morning having had whatever we drank at whatever for whatever reason we were drinking and we probably would have texted and talked ourselves out of it might have skipped it yeah. and i yeah. woke up and i texted rachel something like i feel terrible but we are doing this and yeah. she's like yep yeah. and we worked through that and it was like on paper it looked wow. like something that i was like yeah this, this is, is totally this my jam uh-huh. and it was sneakily brutal yeah. 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 Who wrote that? Oh, uh, well, Coach Johnny. He's the one that went to the games with me. And, um, but yeah, we're planning on doing it annually. So next January 7th, around there, you know. I'm going to do, uh, it, do it, it not hungover. We're going to do it time. not hungover this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would probably recommend that. And, and my, my wonderful husband, who really wasn't too much of a drinker, he didn't, you know, look down on others that did. But he would, if that was me, he would have said, that serves you right. Right. <laughs> so, we, we said gonna, that to ourselves. You're going to suffer more than others. Yeah. That's your responsibility. We, we literally said that to ourselves. Yeah. So I, yeah. before I get into like talking about your future in the world of CrossFit and stuff, you started a website. Yeah. Tell Read me about my mind. that. That's what I was actually going to say. Yeah. Um, that's because like I wanted to, I do use humor and I do think, I do choose gratitude most of the time, but not all the time that I can, like, I want, that was why I, I've been very vulnerable. I've written, um, met much, a whole lot, like probably cringe, cringy kind of vulnerable for, to some people. And, but I want people, I want like, not a pay it forward type thing, but I want people that come behind me you don't have to lose your spouse at a young age you know you don't have to have that tremendous of a loss or have brain surgery or have you know all this stuff blow up in your life to to have to have loss you know to have to grieve and could be a divorce it could be loss of a relationship because in in the midst of all this I have lost relationships too so you grieve we grieve all these things and you need I think sometimes we don't give ourselves permission to grieve and, and because that was one of the things that my ther- physical therapist also said, um, both actually it's so fun how both my, my mental health therapist and my physical therapist said the same thing so that you, you can 
try and bulldoze your way through this, but you will pay the consequences later and everyone around you will pay for it because just, you know, listeners, like, don't think that you're fooling, you know, your heart that I was an EMT and we had to learn to stuff our feeling, you know, put it away in a closet, but there's some things that are not, will not ever be kept in that, in that closet. Like the loss of my husband is so enormous that it would come out. Like you would might lose your job. You might ruin every relationship around you. It could ruin your health. It could, you know, all of these things um, could be paid. You know, if, if I didn't deal with it, right. If I didn't make that choice, as soon as he died, that I would uh, start to deal with it then and I would stick to the process even as long and miserable as it sometimes is and same with the back like my physical therapist keeps telling me you can go and do all this stuff that you want to do but you might end up having to have a fusion you know a back fusion you know and and then that whole retirement word will have to come out you know all these things so I just wanted that website to help um Others know that there's hope. There's um, you can take the sourest lemon life has gives you, whatever that is, and and turn it into something resembling lemonade, which has been my motto. I, I thought my brain was the worst thing that could happen to me, but or or had happened. That was the worst at that point. I mean, that's the truth. So it just keeps getting worse. Are you but, surprised at your resilience? I don't know. I mean, I don't really, it's, it, it's, I know like my faith has, is, is booing me, but also like, I don't know that I have a choice, but I do, I know I have a choice at the same time. You know what I mean? It's for me, it's not a choice. Mm -hmm. I know other people make a different choices, but for me, if I'm going to live through all this stuff, I don't want to live miserably, you know? Yeah. more miserable than my circumstances, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be ru uh, uh, ruled by my circumstances, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. looking forward, I mean, you've got a, a long recovery road to get your back on track and like taking some time out from like intense training is probably helping the shoulder to have a chance to like heal up. What yeah. are your goals and ambitions for for CrossFit. I mean, you were at the games. Are we going to see you back at the games? Well, that I am I am going to as you might imagine, give everything 100% of what I have and so um that is my goal. I mean, I I won't sign up for anything if I'm, you know, going to half ass it or something. So I, I just won't do it, but uh so I and realistically, uh, my, my therapist has helped had me, um, think of my 2022 season is done. And if by chance there is a, a wheel wad last chance qualifier in the late fall, then, cause I think the wheel wad games is December, like the first week of December, first weekend of December, something like that. And if there does happen to be something that I can, I'm ready for, then, then that'll be happy surprise, but I can't, I, I can't think of it 
that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just, um, because otherwise it will, it will, um, I don't know, make me sad. I, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but you know, so, uh, well, you and, want to be able I'm to go in good shape, feeling good, right? You know, not thinking like, "Is this the rep that puts the barbell back on top of my head again?" Right. Yeah, and I want to like one thing. Actually, one thing that my sports psychologist had been teaching me uh, before Roger that it was that to stay where your feet are, and it mm-hmm. you have no idea how much that helped me in in those days in the ICU, and, like with him. Because there was a real, real possibility that if he survived, he would be even more brain damaged than me and various things like that. And if I kept thinking beyond where my feet were that very moment, then A, I, like I, I would have missed out on times with him those last, you know, because I only got two hours a day with him. Mm-hmm. And that was, that's a whole nother discussion. But like, so anyhow... So what I'm saying is, is also with that is, is like, if I need to, I need to stay where my feet are right now. And right now is my, uh, is my uh, rehab. And, um, but I am of course thinking out for next year, but for this year, I am, I may also try like the Wadapalooza um, uh, qualifiers. If once the dates, once we find out the dates and stuff, but if that works, everything needs to be run through my, my team. Cause I don't make, I I'll, I'll just say, sure, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I have people around me that, that, <laughs> they that talk you down me, or you know, tell, you no. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Uh, bruiser, you're not going to do that right yet. <laughs> Takes so, a village. Right. Well, and I mean, it like, it's great that you have people in your corner who know mm-hmm. your journey, who know you, who know your mindset and who you trust so that you can make, the right decisions that help you to move forwards and not just be like, yeah, I'm going to go do this. And then it sets you back. You know, and one thing that, another thing that's parallel is, is that my back, my therapist has spent months now, since, well, eight weeks since my surgery, trying to uh, get me to not, uh, to realize that I can't push through some things like, cause we're trained. I, at least I am through as I, my, I ran, ran 14 marathons before, uh, this. So if, you know, the suck factor is, is big when you're running for hours and hours and hours. And, mm-hmm. and so, which prepared me for CrossFit, you know, uh, and, and don't we all, we always like suck it up buttercup and, and push through pain and push through this and there, that there is truth to that, but then there's some stuff that if you push through, it will be to your long-term forever detriment. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that's also with, I'm not accustomed to letting myself be sad. I hate sadness. Like I, I hate it, but there are times where I've been very well, uh, very um, told that you need to allow yourself, even if it's just for five minutes a day, allow yourself to cry, allow yourself to think about memories, you know, of your husband or whatever. It's cause that those tears heal, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, but anyhow, so I'm not always, I'm, I'm not allowed to push through certain pains and um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
And I think that's a valuable message to like, to any, I mean, it's a valuable message to someone like me too, because I will push through, like Rachel always laughs at me for us. Like I will, (laughs) I'm known to push through all sorts of suffering, but need to learn which ones I actually have to like listen to and allow in and and sit with and be like, okay, oh, here we go. Let's not just push through this. We have to actually listen to this. And what is this telling us? And like, what do I need to learn from this to be better on the other side of it rather than just like, oop, fell off a cliff. Now I can't do that thing ever again. Well, yeah. And, you know, and I, and I did the, the great thing also about my therapist is he works with professional athletes, like uh, particularly like NFL players, you know, all those kind of, and, and so he's, he's familiar with how the public sees these player and the pressure on players and and athletes and stuff because the general public don't care. They, they want, they want you to play with your, you know, they love a, a story if your legs broken, you know, and you keep playing and, you know, I, my nature is that I, like we said before, is that I would have totally 100% tried to, to do uh, 22.3 with a numb foot. Like I can't, literally could not feel my foot and all these things. And I I mean, who knows that people might've made a really big deal out of that. I, in fact, I've had, I had people saying, suggesting I should just go out there and do a few pull-ups or, you know, do something, but like, and sure, maybe, maybe I could get one rep in or something. I don't know, but like they, and because I was in a, a games athlete, I don't know if people had this expectation that I would have pushed, should have pushed through that stuff. And maybe that, you know, I don't, I don't know, but there's that pressure, but you have to listen to the people that actually care about you mm-hmm. and, and, you know, that are in there for the long haul, you know? Right. And like selfishly, Rachel and I are actually going to Madison, Wisconsin this yeah, summer I was to watch the games. And selfishly, we would love to watch you. We'll have to go but next yeah. year. I think like, you know, it is a valid point that anybody who performs on a stage where the public view, you kind of become like just an something for their entertainment like they want to see you and the more crazy the story the more you suffer the more it's just like enticing and exciting but it's not about them it's about you and your ability to keep doing it like I want to keep being able to come back in the future and see you for years to come I right I would much rather not see you this year and see you the next five years than exactly. to see you this year and like be carried off the field because you can't feel your leg and your shoulders all uh-huh. messed up and that's it. That's the end of your story. hundred so- percent. And it, yeah. And really that's, I don't know if it's the problem with like media and all that stuff, but like this, my story is probably more closely aligned with what other people's story might be too. Everybody has hard stuff. It's, it's really not about pushing through that one thing. It's about not quitting, uh, you know, the long haul. Maybe my story isn't so common. I'm not sure, but like, I don't know. I, I just I think elements of your yeah, story. Are I haven't heard a story quite like yours. Is <laughs> fairly unique. Ever. I'm the crap magnet. Let's just say that. But. <laughs> 
sour oh, lemon oh, buckle up, crap please. magnet. Yes. <laughs> can buckle I call up, it? Sir. Can I call this episode that sour. episode thirty six being a crap magnet? Crap magnet. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think call it what you want, but the yeah. So I mean, it's a lot. The, the, that's probably the 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 under under uh, statement of the year. I mean, mind you, you have to remember. I've done reminding all the people I've done all of this with three brain injuries. I mean, because a brain tumor is considered a brain injury too. So, and you know, like a chunk of my brain's gone. So literally. So, um, I mean, like what you've achieved in your perspective and it, it's just like, excuse the phrase, but it's mind blowing. It is. <laughs> it's well, literally brain analogies. It's mind blowing. <laughs> literally. It's uh-huh. literally incredible. And like, you know, even though you, you can't compete this year, you can't go to the games. You, you've already competed on the toughest platform, the toughest stage going through the toughest challenge that anybody could ever throw at you. And you're still here and you're willing to share your story with us. And, you know, on your website, you're, you're just, it's, it's really incredible that you have the energy and the drive and the determination to do that and to like, you know, accept the grief and, and live with it in, in, in a way that it's just, it seems it comes across being so, so positive like you you yeah. can use your experience to fuel you to keep going to be better to grow well never like then that doesn't mean you ever let go of of roger or like the never. past like and that i love that bear oh my gosh the bears that's amazing that's, like what an amazing thing that you can carry his voice can, can we hear it again uh, yeah. i want to hear him say it again Oh, press is poor again. Oh. Do you hear that? Yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Did you name yeah. the bear Roger got, or does he have this. another name? Well, he has a birth certificate because I guess the... I don't <laughs> oh, it's know, actually Build-A-Bear. Build-A-Bear is very specific. Yes, it's like yeah. like Cabbage Patch dolls when I was a kid. They, they had a birth right. certificate and like adoption papers. They tell you what the yeah. name is. <laughs> Well, I want to see your birth certificate because I don't think you're over 40, but that's a different discussion. But, uh, uh, yeah, like, so my, he, she gave me that for my, for our 30th anniversary party, which I, only me would have a anniversary party for my dead husband and me, you know, like. I we, love it. That's amazing. At the gym, like at the place he died, at the place, you know, I died the first time at the, yeah, it's just, it was so beautiful. Like, I just wish that. I don't know. I wish that people could see like that's truly lemonade out of lemons. And he would, I think he would, I don't know. I think he would crack up about all this stuff because he just, I mean, he knew me. He's, he was my truly my biggest supporter. And like, he believed in me. Like if I, if I sold candles, he would be setting up my candles at a chicks only party. But he'd be the only dude. Like if anything that I would do, he would, he, he would be my like, ride or die or whatever you call that. And like, he, he just, I don't know. I, I, sometimes I think like I have, I'm the one that had all the medical issues. So it probably wouldn't surprise too many people if I had been the one that died, but I think that he would not, he was a 
he wasn't a private person, but he wasn't, he, he didn't like to write. He didn't, he didn't do that. He wouldn't, he'd tell you about his stuff if you asked, but he didn't, he wasn't a big mouth like me. And so I'm sharing all, I share all this stuff extensively. And, and so sometimes I wonder if that's the reason why I'm here and he's not, but, but like, um, and so I share it on, I'm sure you'll give the the website. Well, I was just going to ask you, like, please like tell the listeners what, what is the website address? It's pro lemonade maker.com. And so, uh, and then I'm also on Instagram at, at lemonade maker 76, but you can, yeah, you can go to that website and, um, subscribe to it. And, um, and I'm also, I have a friend that's, I, I told her to share some stories. Like, I just want people to be able to go on there and, and, and be able to find hope, you know, and, and, uh, it, I just don't want, I don't want any of my crap in life to be waste, uh, wasted. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. it's, you know, if I just said, I said that when he, when I was sitting in the ICU with him, I just prayed. I'm like, Lord, do not let this be a waste. And, and, you know, and if I have to go through all of this and I had no idea all the other stuff that was going to happen. And so with the back and, you know, um, just let it not be in vain, but who knows what else is going to happen. So stay tuned. <laughs> well, I, I want to say thank you so much for coming back on the show, for sharing the story, for just, you know, being you, for choosing uh-huh. the mindset that you have. It's, it's, it's incredible. And like, huge fan huge fan and like, also now, whether you're at the games or not just yeah. like the what you have to say like when you have every reason to say like nothing and to just hide from the world and you choose to say such good things um it's 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 insane strength like yeah. i don't even yeah. have the words and you're pretty much locked in now like we're gonna have to have you back a third time and probably a fourth <laughs> time and like right you're just gonna be a regular now on the podcast so we can follow this story and keep having this conversation with you because it is it's yeah. incredible it's very inspiring and yeah i mean you're amazing you make uh, good lemonade well, thank you you guys are too <laughs> yeah i i just think that it you can see yourself and me because I'm really nothing special, honestly. And if you, you know, if I can do this, you can do it. And, and I, I statistically, you're not going to lose your spouse at such an early age. Thank God. Thank God. Cause I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, but, but you know, you might have something that happens and I mean, you'll lose your parent. You know, I'm learning with my, I keep telling my kids, I don't know what it's like to lose parent you know and that's a whole nother level of grief mm-hmm. but we can grieve together you know and so you might lose your best friend I don't know what it's like to to have to bury your best friend well actually I do my fault but my, not my <laughs> husband you know what I mean it's another part of the story yeah. we haven't heard I'm guessing but <laughs> well he's wow. my husband yeah my husband was my oh, best got friend. it, got it. yes trying to say yeah. so, <laughs> I'm sorry I, I didn't mean to uh yeah Anyhow, but so, yeah, sometimes my brain, my brain uh, issues come in to play when I'm talking, but 
Well, I think you've spoken with great clarity, great insight. Yeah. And like, once again, thank you so much thank you. for sharing. Uh, I'll make sure you. I put the website and your Instagram handle in, in the write up for this. And this will be out on the 15th of May, which is tomorrow. Um, thank you everybody for listening. Please go follow, like I said, look, the handles and the website will be in the description. Please follow Rebecca. She's such a leading light and an inspiration and it's always wonderful to talk to you. And this is not going to be the last time we'll be back. So thank you guys for listening to it. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back in another couple of weeks with episode 37. But feel free to share this one. Spread it around. It's an important message. And we'll see you next time.